Okay, finally, we have some answers. We've got a credible source. We've got a leak of information that's come out about how, when, and where the PGA Tour and Live are going to join forces. And perhaps most importantly, we now have some information on who's going to be playing in these events, who's going to be in charge of all these events, and maybe most importantly, who's going to be paying for all of this? Because, Mike, the purses, have you yeah, seen some big, of these numbers? Man. Who is going to pay for this? Big <laughs> numbers. Well, we, according to this, we know who's okay. going to be paying for it, but it's going to be some big numbers. So first thing I think we got to talk about is the source itself. So this came from the Daily Mail. Um, we haven't heard anything official yet from mm -hmm. the PGA Tour or Live. They keep teasing us with this framework agreement. Um, but the, the good news is, is that we've had a lot of other leaks and rumors that have been first reported by the Daily Mail, which have come to fruition. So they have a good track record. They got the track we record. Trust them. Exactly. Okay. The track record speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. And it tells me that I think what we're going to see in here, we're going to see official announcements that back this up really quickly. So we're going to dive into all of this. But one thing I will say before we, uh, we do that. When we first heard the news, we polled you guys to say, what would you like to see happen? Do you want to see the two tours combine or continue to operate separately? And let's take a look at the uh, Yeah, I'm the curious to see what here. we got here. 57% wow. of you said you want to continue to see them operate separately. Uh, so still okay. the majority, but not the majority by, by too much. I thought it'd be higher. I thought it'd be like 70, 30 operate separately. Operate separately. But Just keep it as it is. Blah, blah, right. Blah, yeah. So... Let's let's dig right into this. Okay. And then I also want to talk in a minute about some of the the player reactions mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. Because I mean, just going back not too far, I remember Mike, remember Rory saying he'd rather retire than play for live? I know. Right? So now if they're playing together, what does that mean? You know, right. and we've heard recently, especially around the Ryder Cup, guys like Matt Fitzpatrick have come out and said some things about this. So we're going to dive into all that player reaction in a minute. We also heard guys on Live say they'll never come back and play the PGA Tour. Exactly. So if you don't qualify for some of these things we're about to talk about, you're going to go back and play the tour? Right. Guys like Phil Mickelson, are you you're playing a tour event? Right. So how are they going to get around all this? Yeah. What are they going to do? Because so much bad blood has been created. So let's first talk about how this is going to be structured. So according to the leak, what you're going to have is this new umbrella corporation, this umbrella entity okay. that is going to be uh, created. And that umbrella entity is going to encompass the three big tours, that being the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and this live tour. They will now go under this umbrella organization. Importantly is gonna be who's heading that organization up because whoever's running it is the one who's making the rules. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that's right. going to be important. And what is that organization? We don't know what it's called. We're just we gonna, don't have a name for the golf. organization yet. Let's call it whatever. Golf Inc. Golf Inc. Whatever like it golf is. Inc. This is going to be an umbrella organization. Okay. As part of that umbrella organization, you're going to have 18 events. These are going to be combined events okay. with fields that combine those three tours. We'll talk in a second about how you actually make it into the field and qualify into the field. But this is an important thing. 18 events will happen that in that combined grouping where the three tours come together. And this is a fourth schedule. Effectively, yes. We're going to you know kind of uh kind of surmise what's going to happen to the other tours outside of those 18 events, mm -hmm. but sticking with this first, 18 events. Um now, interestingly, 12 of those events are set to take place on US soil. Okay. All right. All right. Leaving the remaining events that can be take place 
other places. This is a really, it seems that they want to make this a global tour. However, one thing that keeps coming back, and we'll talk about with leadership, is this keeping the PGA Tour as the preeminent tour amongst the bunch. So by keeping the majority of the events in the States, they're still giving the PGA Tour, which plays the majority of its events in the States, kind of the leading role here. I don't get it. Like, I, no, I get it, but I don't get why a Scotty Scheffler would play 18 events plus, you know, whatever, and then not play the tour. And then go back and play the tour. The tour, meaning the tour is not going to have any good studs on it. Well, the, uh, there will still be tour events outside of these events. But with no players. Well, they'll, they'll play. It's not going to be a competing week, most likely. Right, but if, if you're Scotty Scheffler and you're playing in the new events, yep. the Golf Inks 18 events plus the four majors, what's the incentive to go back and play any of the other ones? Right. He may not have an incentive because this is one thing I want to really harp on the 18 events. Remember, a lot of guys went to, the, to live because they said the life-work balance effectively yeah. was that they had to play less Cut events. their schedule in half. This is now sounding a lot like the elevated or designated events on the PGA Tour, right? which quickly become more and more and more. 18 event schedule plus four majors is still a lot of events for the top guys to be playing. Sure. Especially now the fact that they're going to be doing a lot more travel internationally. Mm -hmm. So going back to that, 12 of the events will be on U.S. soil. The remaining will be played, and we don't have exact locations yet, but as we can imagine, it's going to be between Europe Saudi Arabia, and maybe some other locations, whether that's Australia, like we've seen now with Liv has bounced really quite a bit around. They yep. had the Australian event. Maybe we'll see a South African maybe event. Dubai. I don't know if they would do anything in Dubai. Dubai, right. Saudi Arabia. You're going to have some of an, a, a spot for that to be carved out. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the purse. Yeah. I've heard two numbers as part of this. All right, hit me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the two numbers bounce back and forth between $20 million per event mm-hmm. and 25 million. Okay, so the elevated event, event, designated events. Effectively Same. like what we saw so with the 20 million dollar designated events. So it sounds like they they they've had about that many designated events, right? On the PJ Tour this year, give or take, 12, 10, 12. Right. So they're That's, basically just stripping those off the tour and they're making a new schedule with just that. It's all imagine that as a player. I want to just be on there. 4 million a week. Look or live four million a week. I think any player is going to say that their their ideal would be to play in these eighteen events in the four majors. You're making yeah, big and maybe bang. go over to live for a day or two, a week or two, and grab another four million. You know what I mean? If, I, well, yeah, that's another thing. If live is still operating and paying out four million, that's another really important point. Right? Is that as they come together, it's been said that the players will now be permitted to bounce back and forth between tours. So you may see your top guys pick and choose. Now, like I said, we had a guy like Rory who said he'd rather retire than ever play live. You may never see him play under the live flag, right? Remember, these 18 events will be under a new banner, right? We don't know what that banner is yet, but it'll be under a new banner, right? But as they come together, now, a lot of things will be part of that. How do you qualify for those? But assuming a top tier guy like a Scotty Scheffler Mm -hmm. would be effectively qualify with his world rankings to play on any of them. Sure. He may pick and choose week to week. I want to play in a live event this week right. I want, on the weeks when we don't have one of these big premier events. Totally. Right now the money though is really important. Where's the money coming from? Mm-hmm. So as part of this leak, we found that Saudi Arabia, I'm sorry, the PIF, yep. right? The Saudi fund, mm-hmm. however you want to say it, 
is going to be kicking in another $2 billion to fund this. Mm-hmm. All right. They're going to be working with an American investment bank, Allen and co has been hired and brought in to start to work out that prize purse. All right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see again, funded predominantly by PIF 18, uh, tournaments, 12 in the States. Um, and it's going to be this umbrella corp that's going to run it all. Now, keep in mind, like, who's pulling the strings? Who's making the yeah, calls? Who's the boss? The PGA Tour is going to be... So Monaghan. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Exactly. So back in... So after all that... After, back in August at the Tour Championship, as they're... Now, at the, that time, they're continuing to reference this as the framework agreement, right? This, this leak has provided more information for us. But... um. Monaghan was quoted saying the PGA tour is in the driver's seat. So what's again, the, the, even in the leak from the daily mail, what the thing that kept coming out was this idea that the PGA tour was going to remain, remain in its preeminent position in all of this. As part of that, you're going to have the PGA tour will be kind of the main, uh, governing mm. body. Now it yeah. might be under a different name in this umbrella corporation, but they're also bringing in players. I remember Tiger Woods was added yeah, to that council, right. mm-hmm. things like that. So there's going to be a little bit more of that. Now let, let's just talk about how you get into these events. Cause I think that's really important into the golf Inc events. These, yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> as we're calling it golf, we're Inc. making up names. Here. We're making up names. Okay. We don't know what that umbrella right. is going to be called, but in order to get into these eight events, it's going to be based on a couple of things. It's going to be based on um, official world golf rankings and what they're calling uh, basically a few remaining spots for invitations. They're calling them wild card entrance, which will be allowed through these additional invitation spots. Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, you got to have those anyway. People pull out and stuff. So you, well, you, you got to have those because you want to put some big names in the yep, field and absolutely. things like that. Now, where this gets really interesting and makes me wonder, and I'm hoping for a little bit more information as we go forward with this, is does this mean that Liv gets official world rankings in 2024? I feel like they have to now in order for that to work out. You almost do. Right. Because otherwise, as the Liv guys continue to fall out of the world rankings, remember the only way that Liv guys can currently get world rankings points is in playing in the four majors. Mm-hmm. So you got a guy like Kepka, has some strong majors early in the season, got some Ryder Cup qualifying points, got some, you know, got right. some official world ranking points. There's other guys like Dustin Johnson, guys who would tr- normally, based on performance, Bryson DeChambeau, would be ranked a whole lot higher if mm. they were earning points for their performance week in and week out. Sure. These guys are not on well, as they're on live. So now, and, and I think this is important, we, we glazed over this, but let's get back to this. When is this gonna, all going to happen? This all is set to take place in 2025. Okay. So the tours will continue to operate separately in 2024, and the Umbrella mm. uh, Corporation... And the combined tour events would happen in 2025. Wow. So that to me makes me think that either Liv will gain points, some sort of official world ranking point structure in 2024, which would allow guys to start moving up the official world rankings ranks so they can qualify into these 2025 events. Mm -hmm. Either that's going to happen or 
If it doesn't happen, that's where they'll use these special invitations and wild cards to invite in guys like Bryson, DJ, Patrick Reed, guys who are not earning points in the conventional sense, Mm -hmm. but need to be part of these elevated events because they're lives premier players. Yeah. And you know, that's actually an interesting like response to people saying, well, what about the PGA tour players who never took that upfront money? Right. But the live guys got it. Well, how about this in return? You get, you're going to get world ranking points now, but you fell so hard. You got a long hill to climb. You got to work your way back. So we're even, you know what I mean? Yeah. In a way. You want to get back into those events where you're going to make more money? You got to work your way back up. We're here. So maybe that's the balance. You, you know? never know. But I'll tell you what. I think that that's the one thing that's going to continue to remain hanging in the balance and waiting to see what happens here is for the guys like a Will Zalatoris who turned down $100 million yeah. to support the PGA Tour and stay on that tour. There's still, I still feel like there's got to be something. Something, yeah, I'm sure. Now, the something might be the fact that, that – this new tour is going to be such big money. Effectively, everybody who's playing in those 18 events is going to be rich. <laughs> yeah, you know what right. I mean? The, the prize purses are so huge. It might be like, listen, we're all making big money now. Let's put the past behind us. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are they no-cut events, you think, those 18? I think there's going to be some no-cut events mixed in. I don't know if they're going to be all no-cut events, all 18 events. No. But effectively, what we're going to see in 2025 is a schedule with 18 events that will have combined fields between the DP World Tour, Live, and the PGA Tour, plus four majors, making an incredible 22 weeks for the top golfers in the world. Sure. You know? Um, also... As they start to operate more conjointly, the DP World Tour, Live, and the PGA Tour, it remains the question, as you were saying, what happens in the weeks outside of these 18? Right. What happens? I would imagine there's going to continue to be DP events, PGA Tour events. You know, no different than the PGA Tour now with elevated events and non-elevated events. Things like the Barbersaw. Yeah, I know. Like, who's going to tune in? Who's going to play in it? Who's going to... I think who's going to play in it are the guys who are hungry to get enough points to get into these big premier events. That's just it. I think that's, that's who's going to play in those events. Um, so I think that those will continue in some way, in some manner. Um, but what big question that I have is, what will the prize purses look like over there? Like we've, we had before like this huge disparity between like what the DP yeah. World Tour was paying and the PGA Tour right. was playing. I still think it's fair. I still think if you're over there, like you said, you're hungry to try to get to those elevated events. If you still end up winning or coming in for a second, you're still making a million, half a million. You know what I mean? You're still doing well financially for yourself and you're getting it. So I think like they don't need to really pump it up. I, you know, if anything, I, it doesn't even need to be that much money because it's you're playing to get onto the big tour. It's yeah. And it's almost like, but now the PJ tour has become like an corn ferry part two. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like in I don't a way, want to feel like that. In a way, some of these other events, these that feel like, like they're used to be qualifying into the I big, the big. Imagine event. like a guy like James Nicholas who finally gets his tour card. He gets to the PGA Tour, but he's still not in the. Which is why I ultimately think that we'll have to see. One thing we didn't hear about was the field sizes for these eighteen events. Yeah, I think that what you'll see is some sort of pay raise. Now with all this money floating around, I think you'll see some sort of pay raise on those lower more standard week in week out pga tour and more importantly dp world tour events mm-hmm. i think you might just start to see that but again there's just if, if there's still a lot of question marks because you think about guys like dj right. who gave up his pga tour remember remember when the pga he tour resigned. He, a lot of guys resigned 
They started a lot of guys yeah, the Europeans were resigned. Exactly. In order to like kind so of they avoid have to being suspended, right? <laughs> yeah. They resigned. You have guys who resigned from the DP World Tour as yeah. well, right? Do they go back? It, you know, when they go back, are they fined in some capacity? I got to think at that point, as they're all operating together, point. these things have to just drop. Drop it. You yeah. got to be able to drop it. So as much as this leak has given us some big answers to what this is going to look like, it's still left a few question marks. It's also left a few people kind of still with a little bit of bad blood. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard that from, from Matt Fitzpatrick. We've, we've, we've seen that. We've also, there's one big kind of looming factor that they, the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, Live can make all the plans that they want together. There's one looming factor that could put the brakes on all of it. And Live has made a big acquisition, acquisition in the last week in hopes to try to be able to keep the wheels grinding. So I'm going to leave you there with that cliffhanger for one second. We're going to do a quick word from our sponsors. Okay. And then we're going to bounce right back and say, Yikes. what is it that might put a stop to all of this? So let's do a quick word from our sponsors. We'll come right back. All right. So I've been absolutely raving to anyone who will listen to me about my new <laughs> Titleist D-Series yeah, iron. Right. They've got... This enhanced turf interaction, which we're just seeing getting better and better with each generation, more consistent look across them, which ultimately really helps with getting the sets better blended. I think the biggest standout thing for me is not just how each individual, uh, the T100, T150, T200, T350, not how they perform necessarily individually, but how they perform together. They've been really designed to blend well together. And ultimately, when you go for a fitting, and one thing that I've really learned year over year when I do this, it really comes down to a couple key factors, distance, dispersion, and angle of descent, Mm -hmm. right? Angle of descent. Don't forget, that's what helps you hold those front pins. You know, for the end of the day, if you're focused on just one of those things, let's say it's distance, you don't realize what you're giving up until you really see those numbers you get on the trackman. And that's why we always encourage people to go out and get fit. But why I love the blending of this set is that it allowed me to go through and not just hit one seven iron and buy the set. We went through the bag. We hit every iron. We looked at those key numbers. We looked at distance. We looked at dispersion. We looked at angle of descent. Stopping power is really another way to say angle of descent. And I was able to fine tune it. I ended up with three different types of clubs in my bag. I have the T150s, T200s, and T350s. I got the distance and ball speed where I needed it up with that four iron. I got the spin and stopping control where I needed it in my nine and my eight iron. So the blending of the set is really what is stood out for me. And it's why we always encourage you guys to go get fit. I recommend you guys go to the Titleist website, look for a fitter near you. They've got a great tool on there, which will help you look for it and really check out these T-Series irons and how they allow you to get dialed. That blending is something that I I just, I've never had a set like this before. And I've also never felt so good or so confident. And like I said, that turf interaction, these things, even on miss hits, we, you know, we ain't, we're not scratch golfers, right? (laughs) We need that help where we can get it. And no matter what, even those T-150s, you know, irons that, you know, I see some guys playing on tour still, give that forgiveness that I was so surprised in getting and it just feels so good, put so much confidence in my hand. So go to Titus.com, find a fitter near you and go and get fit. You're gonna love these things. I believe it or not, we're like we're like a hundred days close to like the holidays. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. It's and insane. like I got you guys covered because I don't know, I'm always scrambling for gifts, especially for people like my father, plays golf. Um golf balls I believe like it's like it's it's a great gift because everyone needs them, but it's almost like you're copping out. It's like a gift card. 
you know? Yeah. So my joy is from foot joy. It's so, it's so cool because it's fun to do, but it's also a great gift. And I don't think anyone's going to be upset with it. So what you do with my joys, they're incredibly fun to create. So you can go to footjoy.com and there's software on their website. You can create your own golf shoe. And like I said, do it for whoever, a friend, a family member. It could be one of the best gifts. Um, you could show your style with a wide selection of premium leathers, uh, all these custom options with logos, um, and you can get exact specifications. You can create the shoe that you want for either yourself or for that that person. Yeah. So if you know something about this person, like they, um, like we, we did one for California. It was the US Open. You and I had fun for the LA Country Club one. They had some California logos and icons and different phrases and stuff you could put on it. The colorways, like we did pink and blue. Yeah. Like you can get nuts. And I got a, one over my, uh, my, my pair here that Frank created. I don't know if you could see it. But it is fun. It's an awesome gift. You will blow people away. You have to check it out for yourself. Just go to footjoy.com and go get nuts. Build your own. Have fun with the Footjoy My Joys. Guys, we partnered with DraftKings to bring you an exciting offer this week. It's hard to believe it's been seven long months without an NFL game. Well, good thing that's over. The NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. And DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. So download now, use code GOLFICITY, and remember, new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks. That's code GOLFICITY only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1800 gambler.net in new york call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N slash wire text h-o-p-e-n-y 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boothill casino and resort ks 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario ccdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply all right so quickly getting back to this now one thing i want to talk about is some of the player reactions in general okay as we said before you got guys like rory who just said rather retire than play for live he won't play live ever i'll never Scotty Scheffler, he won't i They'll think say they won't i agree with you and i also think that's part of the reason why they're doing this umbrella i think it's to save some face yeah i think the umbrella company is going to have some sort of different name mm -hmm. just so you can say that's not a live event right you know what i mean right it's a whatever yeah. but but according to this leak, you're still going to have the three tours operating independently. So there still will be some live events, DP World Tour events, and PGA Tour events on the weeks when you don't have these 18 combined field events. Okay. Right? It makes sense. So you got Rory speaking out. The latest one is Matt Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. Now, you're getting a lot of these quotes generated by, as we get closer and closer to the Ryder Cup, they're asking these guys, what is it like playing with some of the live guys? What is it like? All those types of things. So basically what happened was um, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick was, was asked, you know, whether or not uh, they should have some of the, the live guys being able to come back and play in, in PGA tour events. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So he said, um, and, and he was also asked, and this is asked as a, as a caveat to whether he thought live guys should be allowed to play on the Ryder cup. Now, right. what what Fitzpatrick said was that he was fine with live guys playing Ryder Cup events, but did not want them back in PGA Tour events. 
Hmm. Which is interesting, right? Yeah, that is interesting. But this is his quote. He said, my personal view is that you can't have your cake and eat it. Uh, Fitzpatrick had said this in a Sky Sports uh, interview. Um, this is the dating a little bit further back into the season. Yes. Right. right? But again, that. like these guys bouncing back and forth. He said, I would not let people come back if they had gone to live. I just wouldn't. And he said, don't get me wrong. They could turn around and say, you can't come and play live if you want. Like basically saying as retribution, tell me as a PGA tour player, well, fine, then you can't play a live event. Mm. And he said, but I don't want to do that. I want to stay here. I just want to play DP world tour and PGA tour events. So a lot of guys laid this groundwork, whether it be Rory or Fitzpatrick, who throughout the season said, I don't want those guys over here and I don't want to come over there. Right. Well, it really leaves me ultimately wondering what that's going to look like when these cores are all under one umbrella, mm-hmm. when there's guys bouncing back and forth. Eventually, you got to think it's going to be normalized. Yeah, you Pat, you brought up a guy like Pat Perez before. If Pat Perez, let's say, is not enough official World Golf ranking points mm-hmm. in order to make these 18 premier events, right? What's to say at that point that Pat Perez, who's never said I don't want to play here or there, he may play? You know, think about the waste management. I don't think the waste management's going anywhere. Yeah. I would right. imagine that's going to be on a week that you don't have one of these 18 events. Right. I could very well see guys like that coming over and saying, I'm going to play in the waste management that week. Yeah. Now, if they want to. A lot of guys are still w- holding a grudge against the PGA. But team. that's what I mean. You got guys like this who've spoken out and said, I'm not playing over there and I don't want them playing over here. Right. But then you got other guys who haven't been as vocal. Right. And they'll do it. And they'll do it. They'll do so it. at some point, I got to wonder, is it going to become normalized? Are at you going to have that? It might right. take some years, but yep. It might. So, and that's where, too, you guys have been awesome in the comments. Weigh in in the comments with what you think about this. Will these guys start to cross over tours, especially the guys who are not making it into those 18 events? I think. 18 events plus four majors is a pretty packed schedule. I think your top, top tier guys probably won't play too much outside of that. It remains to be seen how much of the traditional schedule will be retained. So by that, I mean PGA Tour. Is the PGA Tour still going to have the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Tour Championship? I can't imagine a Tour without a Tour Championship. can't imagine a Tour without the players. Yes, I can't imagine about the Tour Championship. can't imagine about the Players' Championship. Right. But let me ask you this, though. 18 plus four majors, 22 events. They all have the, the, the top golfers in the world playing in them. Do those 18 saturate it to where the majors become less exciting? Because <laughs> it's, it's 22 majors. It almost, but it almost, four of them are majors. Right. It almost feels like you're creating 22 majors. Which is great. It? We get 22 majors a year right. with the best in the world. I think, but the U.S. Open may lose a little luster. The, I know? think for guys like us who follow and watch the tours week in and week out, it almost feels like 22 majors. I think where where the the real four majors will always remain untouched is the way it brings peripheral mm. golf fans in. Yes, there is. are still people who are not regular golf fo- followers who will watch all four majors. That's true. There are people who will tune in for the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open Championship true. every single time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I still think those will be your four events that garner the most eyeballs, no matter what. Yeah. But I think with the direction that they're driving is 22 total events that would be the crust of the, the broadcast season, so mm-hmm. to speak. That will bring all the eyeballs and then peripheral additional events on the other tours that will, you know, week in and week out may be heavily viewed, may not. But you're right. It does leave us about like, what about the players championship? That has to be in there. What about the the, uh, tour championship? It has to be in there. There's so many what abouts. What about the announcer? What about Jim Nance? He's been knocking live forever in like his comments. Right. He might be announcing a 
a golf ink with you know he, what I mean? he might be he might be and again going back to what about it's, all these guys who wanted to play less were getting burnt out yeah if you think if you're a top golfer let's say you're in the top 10 of the official world golf rankings you could potentially be playing in 18 of these combined events four majors that's 22 events plus potentially the big payout ones that you're gonna be going after if it still exists the fedex cup playoffs another three events the uh the players championship maybe like a premier event like the 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 waste management yeah the century you're, tournament of champions right yeah now you're potentially back up to 26 28 weeks still a long schedule again you're on the road and you're potentially on the road even more because now you're flying a lot of international events place. that you didn't have before yeah and you know what's also cool about that schedule if that's what it's going to be if you are on your game that year you are going to make a lot of money <laughs> oh, that that <laughs> goes without saying at at 25 20 to 25 million purse per caddies know. must be thrilled i mean everyone like you know that must it must be exciting for them i would think for players it's going to be exciting and and i i would say that if this is evidence of anything it's evidence that live effectively did what it had intended to do and it shook everything up. Yep. It shook because you wouldn't have seen anything like this if it wasn't for what Liv did. Now, let's talk about that one little thing, that one yes. thing that could stop all of this. You left me hanging on that. If you remember, we had some initial congressional hearings here in the States that it didn't sit well the way this deal happened so quickly and all went down with the Saudi fund, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you had guys like Greg Norman, some of these guys called in to testify. I don't believe that's over yet. Mm -hmm. I still think that there is the possibility of a congressional intervention that either puts the brakes on or dramatically gums up the works and slows this, this deal mm. fully down. As part of that is exactly what we saw from the live uh, just this past week. So I want to make sure I, that I've got the name right. But basically what Liv did is they they went in and hired a big time, big time Washington, D.C. lawyer lobbying firm. Essentially, they're they're lawyering up. Yeah, they're getting ready for something. Um, the the name of them uh, of the lobbying group is uh, Akin Grump Strauss and Field. Uh, and they're going to be specifically representing the Saudi Arabian P uh, Public Interest Fund, which is the PIF we keep talking about, uh, amid what's a, what they're calling a congressional probe into live golf. Mm. So they're, they're effectively throwing a lot of money at it. And, and some of, even some of the stuff that was coming out of this, some of the quotes, um, largely it was because they, this, this, this congressional probe wanted to have more visibility into that funding, into that, um, into that uh, PIF funding, right. and what that money is, where that money is coming from. Don't forget, like we've seen this before with anything that's Saudi funded, you get you know, a lot of eyeballs, and, and it, it just really gets a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. um, but what the uh, what Liv has been firing back with is saying that, well, Saudi Arabia is its own, you know entity right. it's its own yeah. it's its own state they have no the, that the u.s congress has basically no jurisdiction over them to ask about their finances is what they're coming back with congress has come back with like if you're going to have this tour here in the states and yeah and it's like contentious mm -hmm. so this is look for more it may seem like a little legal mumbo jumbo that might slide under the radar but i think it's a much bigger signal 
than a lot of us think that they hired this big high powered right. lobbying yeah, no firm doubt. and i think at the end of the day i think a lot of the cynics will say the same thing that that money talks um and if you, you pay enough money and you you get enough mm. money in the systems lobbying yeah. there you know i don't get into politics right. that's just not my thing right. but I'm also not hiding under a rock to know that that it doesn't often change things. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm sure that there's enough money that's going to help this along. I don't see it being a roadblock. I, I agree. Yeah. And I think ultimately there's too much money now invested in this mm-hmm. for this to, 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 to the wheels to stop completely. I think it may slow the process. I don't think it'll stop it. Keep Keep in mind. PIF has already invested $2 billion into live. They're putting another $2 billion into this umbrella company. That's a lot of it's money. It's a lot. And not to throw a wrench in things here, but uh, what about the, t- the the Tiger, the indoor league? Is that still going to be a thing? As far as I know, that is still going to be a thing. And that might fall under the same We umbrella. make a year-round golf. so Which could just be epic for the game. Like, let's think about that. It golf could, could just really blow it. Is, this, is it possible for golf to get more popular? I it, think it's on an upward trajectory and it's going to keep going, and we hope it does because we do a podcast every true. week about it. So that's I true. certainly <laughs> hope so. But one last thing I'll leave you with is this idea that if – if the PIF is going to kick in $2 billion, and as part of that, that is primarily going to drive the 20 to $25 million prize purse of these 18 events, that means that the events would no longer be sponsor-driven. So it would be much mm. more similar to what we see on Live, where you have you know, Live Thailand is the name of the event or whatever, rather than you know the... Fortinet Championship. Yeah, you're right. Barbersaw, where right, right. where so those names might they're going to come off the golf ink. It, it could just. I be that. think it would be because at the end of the day, we're so used to hearing the predominant sponsor, the 3M Open, the Travelers Championship, and the sponsor having so much of a say in the event. Right. Sure. Now, where does that go? Where does that attention go? And. What about all of the sponsors who have been sponsoring PGA Tour events for decades? Mm -hmm. Are they all going to go to scramble and gobble up the few events that are outside of this 18? Right. Right. What events get cut from the season? And therefore, what long-lasting sponsorships are no longer there? Yeah. So although we've got lots of answers, we've also got lots of questions. Guys, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We break this down week in and week out and as the news unfolds we're going to continue to dig into it for you guys remember we want to hear from you too vote in the polls uh drop your comments below we want to hear from you guys let us know your thoughts on all this as it unfolds and we will be here waiting to process it all right along with you we'll see you all in the next episode